This is Tiger Hall. Welcome to Ask Tiger Hall, where you share your trickiest work problems anonymously, and we ask a thinkfluencer for advice on your behalf. Here's today's question. I'm confused about how much paternity leave I should take and how it will affect my life, personal and professional. How should I think about this? Well, to offer some advice, we're speaking to Joshua Montmayer. Joshua is Executive Director of Collaborative for Fresh Produce, and he recently became a first-time father and has a lot of thoughts about paternity leave. Joshua, what's your advice for this person? So I am a new parent as well. So first, congratulations on your impending child. My daughter is about to be 13 months old, so I was in your shoes not long ago. I would say the way I looked at this question was from two different lens. The first is the emotional, obviously. We're a recent first-time parent, so this is my first time going through this process ultimately. You know, the questions I ask myself from an emotional perspective are, how present do I want to be in my child's life? Will not building a bond at the beginning of my child's life potentially impact our relationship? I think these are all, you know, real questions that come to mind. Mm. For me, it was pretty simple. If you asked me 10 years ago how much paternity leave I would take whenever, you know, that time came, I would say one, two weeks tops because then I've got to get back to work. And now 10 years later, I would say that you know, after holding my baby for the first time, I would say you could never give me enough time with her, right? Because it's gone in a blink of an eye. But that's the emotional side. Ultimately, I, I still have a career. I still have to help to financially support my family. Those other factors come into play as well. So I look at that as more the practical side of life, right? Spending time with your child's great, but if you don't have the financial means to feed that baby or, or put a roof over that baby, then what type of life are you providing for that child, right? So I would say a couple questions from the practical side come to mind. First, you know, am I the sole financial earner in my household? Will taking leave impact how my current employer views potential upward mobility? If I step away, will someone else take my role? I think combating these insecurities is not always easy when making this decision. So the way I would look at this, and I did look at this, was I would say one, kind of just take a general view of what paternity or maternity leave has been like, especially, you know, in recent times. I would say, thankfully, you know, over the last 5, 10, 20 years, whatever it may be, countless companies have amended their paternal leave policy and really looked at that policy as a way to attract and retain talent. So I'd say the stance overall has somewhat softened over the years, which is a huge win for anyone wanting to take time and any new or current parents. I would say pending where you live, potentially, there's a couple ones that I want to make sure to hit on. So I would say one, potentially where you live in the world also swings perception. You know, I know there's countries that have, whether it's a national or potentially pending where you live more specifically, they have statewide mandates for paternity leave, which I think will make this an, an easier decision for anyone pending where you live. So I would know what foundation is laid for me based on where I live in the world. And then I would also know what policy the, the company I work for has as well. I would say in this decision, knowledge is really key. And do not wait until you are days or, or weeks away from potential due date to do this homework. So I think a lot of prep work needs to go into this because it's potentially a big decision and it's potentially a lot of time out of office. So make sure to know what the rules and guidelines are where you live. And then also the company you work for is huge. And do not wait. I think that's where you start because ultimately that may be a really easy decision based on you may live in a country where it's mandated half a year, you're off and 90% of the population does it. And you work for a company that follows these guidelines and 100% of the employees you work with do that. So that's an easy decision, right? Or you may work for a company that your country, your state does not have any guidelines and you've got no time off 
for leave, uh, you have to use PTO. So ultimately, if you want to use PTO, you want to have paid time off. Ultimately, that may be a really quick decision for you if you cannot financially do that, right? So then that helps get you to the end decision quickly. So I would know those factors first. So if you still have ambiguity after that, I would take it a step further and do some homework on figuring out what precedent has already occurred with your current employer. I honestly would start with asking human relations, hey, what have other people done in the past? What have been done at my level? What have been done above my level in the organization? So is your company full of folks at your level or even more senior that take the full allotment of time? And some of the precedent that's already been set, is is there an open dialogue there? I would start with HR in that instance, though, as opposed to your direct manager, only because HR will be able to, or whoever, you know, leads the employee dynamic side of it, they will give you a better peer view to a wider scope as opposed to your manager who may be potentially somewhat set in their ways, depending which way they fall here, right? So I would look to cast a wide net there and start with whoever handles those type of benefits in your company. Once you've done that, hopefully then that helps with your decision as well and gets you to your final answer. If not, you should definitely have somewhat of a framework to make a decision and you may be somewhat of a, you know, in, in a judgment call for yourself. And then the last piece I would do is develop a plan, right? You won't necessarily know the exact day your leave will start. Obviously, we can't predict when our children are going to come or not come. But you can develop a timeline of what your work or what your role looks like when you are out on leave. I would highly suggest doing that. You've got to take that initiative. I think anytime you're presenting to your employer, hey, I may be out X to X time for the birth of my child. If you have a plan of what your role is going to look like before having that conversation, you're able to present on that plan. I don't know any manager who would not digest that information much easier with feeling that you are well prepared in your absence. So I would develop that plan. And then a couple tidbits for that plan. Take the initiative to have your daily, weekly, monthly tasks or meetings accounted for and have all outstanding projects done well ahead of time before you may be on leave. And I would also suggest have the foresight to not take on additional projects or tasks, knowing that you're not able to execute or complete these on your timeline. Once you find out you or your spouse are going to have a baby, you've got a window there of, let's just say, even if a child comes really early, you have at least six months, give or take, in most situations where you're going to know when that child is coming. Use all that time to plan accordingly. Do not procrastinate with this one and make sure you you take it seriously. It just goes such a long way to, to have your ducks in a row. It's brilliant advice. Hey, sorry to so rudely interrupt my own conversation, but I just wanted to let you know that this is a Tiger Hall podcast. Tiger Hall is the world's leading social learning platform, and we have hundreds of interviews just like this with amazing senior business leaders from around the world. These can all be accessed via the Tiger Hall app, which is free to download. You get free content every month and new stuff is uploaded every workday. I hope to see you there. If I may wade in with a few thoughts of my own. Sure. So uh, earlier this year, we released a podcast trail, a series called Why is Being a Working Mother Still So Shit? And (laughs) we did an episode on paternity. The fears that many men have behind taking paternity. A lot of things that you've already mentioned, like there's a fear of hindering their career progression or their financial security. And then there's also societal expectations, like based on traditional gender norms and the man's role. Um, But just sort of the societal attitude, right? You'd sort of be celebrating a woman for taking an extended maternity leave, but not so much a man. But one other thing to highlight here is that another reason many men don't take paternity, even if they're entitled to it, like lots of 
forward thinking companies offer very generous paternity packages now mm-hmm. is a lack of role models. You know, if no other men in your company have taken anything beyond two weeks, even if you're offered six months paternity leave, you don't want to be the first person to take it, right? You don't want to be that guy. But now there, there are some great male sea levels that are leading by example and taking longer paternity leaves. But essentially, my big takeaway from all this, from that whole series we did earlier in this year, is that if men don't take paternity leave, we'll never reach gender equality. Because if women are out for however long, you know, depending on where in the world you are and the kind of company you work for, and men just continue with no break... You know, it's no wonder that this is where the gender pay gap starts to show up. So for anyone listening who is worrying about taking too much paternity leave, wondering if it's going to seem selfish in some way or if it's going to set them back in some way, another way to look at it is that you are doing it for womankind. (laughs) I love that. The only thing I will say in response to that is I think there's a lot of fathers and men or non-birthing parents, I would say, that you don't necessarily have the same level of responsibility at the initial time of childbirth. So for example, my wife breastfed. So I physically could not feed the baby in the same manner that my wife could. But there's a lot of other tasks and other things that a non-birthing parent can do, a dad can do to help combat some of those issues that a family is going through when you're having a baby. So, you know, I would challenge any dad, if you're going to take the time do what it's intended for. You know, you want to spend the time with the child, bonding with the child, doing the not fun stuff as well, right? When a baby's fussy, when a baby's dirty, whatever it may be, you've got to live up to your piece of the pie as well. When when I told my employer I was going to take the full 20 weeks, I was asked, oh, okay, so, you know, when is the baby going to daycare? Is your wife? I was like, no, you know, because what happened was I took four weeks when the baby came. And then once my wife went back to work, I took 16 mm. weeks, but we did not send our child to daycare until week 17. I see. So those 16 weeks when I was on leave independently, I was the full-time parent between the hours of 7.30 and 5.30, 6 p.m. when my wife got home. There was no one to lean on. It was 100% me. Yes, we had help with grandparents coming in from time to time, but 85% was 100% me. So I would challenge any father, if you're going to take the time do it with a clear conscience and do it for what it's intended for as well. Don't be a lazy parent. <laughs> Put the effort in and it goes such a long way. And, you know, I'm so thankful for that because prior to having a child, I was not very comfortable with babies. But after spending 16 weeks not focused on work and 100% on a three-month-old child, you get really comfortable really quickly. So I would challenge any father, if you're going to do it, do the work and do it for what it's intended to be. It's so great to hear. Okay, brilliant advice. Thank you so much, Josh. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Ask Tiger Hall. If you have a workplace problem and you're not sure how to solve it or who to ask, we've got you. Simply email ask at tigerhall.com. That's A-S-K at tigerhall.com. And we'll find a brilliant senior business leader to offer you some advice. Don't worry, we'll keep it completely anonymous. You've been listening to a Tiger Hall podcast. Quick favour. If you like this content, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new upload from us. And of course, if you're hungry for more, and why wouldn't you be, don't forget to download the Tiger Hall app for hundreds more just like this.